0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mongata Podcast, hosted by me, Valerie Boudere. I'm a certified sound therapist as well as a healing coach and life design mentor. I work with clients every single day to help them uncover the answers to the big questions. How do I heal? How do I feel better about my life? Who am I? What's my purpose and what do I do next? I also help them transition from all the shoulds in life and make living vibrantly a priority by living their life design and who they really are. It's time to be more you. So sit back, relax, and grab your journal because you're going to want to take notes. Let's get to it. Hi and welcome everybody. I'm so glad you're here. It's the first ever podcast podcast of the Mongata podcast. I want to wish you all a Happy New Year. And as I was sitting here thinking of this very first podcast, you know, when I'm taking my daily walks or driving around, I have a million things to say on the podcast. And then when you actually sit down and you have to start at like one, and I'm going, Oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about? So Since this is a new beginning, a new year, a new day, new week, I thought, let's start with new beginnings and let's start with intentions. Because before I start anything, the day, the week, the month, the year, I'm really one for practice and ritual and I love to set intentions. So I thought, let's start there. You know, every day is a new beginning. And every day we want to create the life we want to live. And so here on the Mongata podcast, I love to talk about the tools and resources that help us do exactly that. And all we want to do really is to cultivate health and happiness and a fulfilling life. I think all of us um, here on this planet, at the end of the day, that's what we're wanting to do. But to do that, we need to show up and do it consistently each and every day. And at this point in our year, it's the time where we usually set resolutions. I've never been a resolution setter, honestly, but I do love goals, especially new goals and intentions um, for what we're wanting to bring into this new year. And I like to think of us creating our lives on a daily basis and creating those intentions daily. So as we're at the beginning of this new podcast with its first episode, I thought we'd talk a little bit about creating those intentions and holding new possibilities for your life and year ahead. The episode before this one is a meditation where we actually do Qigong movements to help us embody our intentions. This is so powerful. When we take the thoughts from our minds, the intentions from our hearts, and use them with an energetic moving tool such as Qigong. Of course, it also works with Pilates. Um, It can work with a martial art. It can work with yoga. So any movement that coordinates your breathing and your movement, setting an intention is a great way to embody that by doing a movement. So moving helps us take those new ideas and inspirations and bring them to life by bringing the intentions down into an actionable thing and then into manifestation as part of our lives. So let's talk a little bit about setting intentions. Intentions are different than goals, right? A goal is a specific measurable outcome that you can check off your list once it's done. An intention, however, is ongoing. There's no clear end to it. It's the energetic promise you make to yourself. It's your guiding light of how you want to show up in the world and in your life. An intention brings an awareness of how you want to be and how you decide you want your life to unfold. So an intention becomes the best way to focus your energy. Usually when setting an intention, I like to start with a word that gets me all fired up and excited. I have several words this year and a phrase as well. So one of my words is thrive and my guiding intention is to live vibrantly. What does all that mean? Some of you right now may not be feeling this really perky word like thrive but I set this word really intentionally. You know, we've been living through some really tough and unprecedented times. It's left us really looking at the structures of our own lives and what is working and what isn't working. And we've also had to learn in the most difficult ways that life isn't forever. And so with that thought, I really asked myself a really difficult question. What is my life? about. So, you know, it just didn't pop in my head. This is actually a question that's been there for coming in and out for years and years and years, like maybe even decades, right? So I first asked that question when I was 36 years old. I had a six-month-old baby and two daughters who were six and nine. My mother had passed away a couple of months before we led really busy lives. And one autumn day, I stood in my kitchen, it was in the morning, I had coffee in my hands, and I had put the baby's bottle um, on the, in the stove to warm it. And I was asking myself this question, is this all there is? You know, is this all there is? Carpools, heating bottles, Working, homework, filling up my days, weeks, months with things to do and things I want. Is this all there is? And of course, you know, I had three children. So life, like I said, life was really busy. So of course, life continued to be really busy. And I would think about that question off and on throughout the years. And each time I would think about that question, a little voice in my head would say, age vibrantly. So I started telling my friends that. I said, you know, coffee group and the walking trail, I'd say, I'm going to age vibrantly. And they're all looking at me like, what does she mean by that? I'm going to be active and vibrant old person. And then I took that idea just a little further. and I thought, you know what? My whole goal is to wear my kids out with my vibrancy. Let them be wore out by their mother, their old, old mother. They would be aging and, you know, I would still be vibrant and wearing them out and young and youthful. It's a great plan. I still go by that plan. However, when I got into my 40s, my doctor told me that I needed to start moving more and doing something like yoga because when my joints and muscles gave out, they'd be gone forever. And I already had a really rigorous walking schedule that I did every day and had been doing every day for years, and I'm back to doing that every day. But she said, this wouldn't be enough. If I didn't start moving all the parts of my body, I wouldn't be able to get up get up off the floor. So you know, you know what I heard? You know what I heard and all that? I heard, won't be able to get off the floor. So I came up with a plan every day, and I mean every single day. I'd get on the floor and get myself up off the floor. Sometimes I would do it two times, three times, four times. When I was down there, I'd pick stuff up off underneath the sofa or whatever. So, you know, multitasking like a mom does. But no worries, no problems. I had everything solved. As long as I could get on the floor and then get up off the floor like life was good and I had nothing to worry about. And so until the day, I couldn't get down on the floor because all of a sudden, my knee had swollen so horrifically, I could barely get my jeans on. And there was no reason for this. One day I was walking down the street, and the next day I was walking up the stairs. And then by the time I got to the place that I needed to get to, I was in New York City at the time, I couldn't walk. And so no one could figure out why my knee was swollen. And I went through weeks and a couple months of testing and looking and trying and try this and try that. And so, you know, I, what I did instinctively was to stop moving, you know, get on the sofa, elevate my leg, put ice, put heat. Um, You know, I started an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, Every now and then when the pain was really bad, I'd have to take some, you know, anti-inflammatory something or other like Tylenol or Advil or whatever. And so my inclination was to nurture it and stay off it. And I thought, oh, you know, just stay off it a week, two weeks, everything will be fine, I'll go back to normal. But days became weeks and then months and then years. And there came a point where my intention of aging vibrantly went right out the window. Like I couldn't even get up the stairs. I had to two foot it all the way. I could barely hold my weight up while standing. It felt really tentative. And so it's through my healing journey, through exceptional trauma that I've experienced in my life and um, a diagnosis of uh, psoriatic arthritis that um, I embrace my intention of living vibrantly. Instead of aging vibrantly, I've changed the word. I've changed it up a little bit to learning to live vibrantly in all that entails. And it basically means having an awareness and acceptance of what is right now and using that as my starting point. So my word thrive helps me stay in alignment with myself. Each day I set my intention to live vibrantly and I really ask myself that question each day. How are you going to live vibrantly today? And I usually do this before I get out of bed and I just sit there thinking, you know, how do I want to feel today? How do I want this day to unfold? And so here are some ways, you know, setting intention and intention can look. So I love to start with my word and then I start crafting my intentions and I love to use words or phrases that begin like I am or I will, I choose or an ING form of a verb, right? So here are some examples of my intention around the word thrive. Depending on your word, you can also set them towards one of your goals. Intentions and goals work beautifully together. They work hand in hand. So here we go. So here's an intention. I am learning valuable lessons from myself every day and choose to keep moving forward. I am grounded, peaceful, calm, and centered. I am doing my best every day. I am in charge of my own happiness. I choose to see the goodness all around me. I will go through my day with ease and flow. I will move my body in ways that feel good to me. I will do more of what lights me up and less of what doesn't. I'm going with the flow today I don't always need a plan. Some of you might be thinking that these are affirmations. Affirmations are used to change our mindset, which also, you know, is a really important thing. Intentions, however, are used to embody and hold the energy we wish to connect with and project, meaning that these phrases become who we are, right? So I like to set intentions at the very beginning of things. This is our first episode together and my intention is that with ease and grace we all create the life that our hearts desire. During the course of this podcast and season 1, you know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s so I love television and I love TV seasons. So I've decided that the podcast is going to have seasons. So season 1, the thrive season, We will explore many ways to live vibrantly and to heal and transform those parts that aren't doing so well. Maya Angelou said, I love her. When you know better, you do better. My own journey into healing and living vibrantly has been the most incredible journey filled with more surprises than I thought possible in one lifetime. But it's from that place of discovery that my life's purpose came forward, and that is to help empower others to heal and live vibrantly. It's a new year, and we are all at a place of new beginnings. This past week has seen so many things come into life that have been worked on over the past year, the past few months for sure. You are listening to the Mongata podcast, which came into being just last week. Each week, there will be two episodes on Wednesday will be a weekly meditation, remember, not to drive or hold sharp objects or work machinery during that. And on Fridays will be our episodes, our actual episodes, just like the one you're listening to. Sometimes it will be me solo, and other times I have some really interesting guests who are either experts in their fields or Mangata community members with their healing stories. Just before the new year, the Mangata Inner Healing Center opened. This has been a process of many renditions before it arrived as an online community. My daughter, who is also a yoga instructor, and I were planning to have an in-person studio. We had found our studio space. We were thinking how we were gonna build it out. And then COVID really took a spike and it continued, and it's still continuing, as we thought this would not be the time to open an in-person studio. So we had to kind of redirect And after a couple of months of shifts and turn, mangata.org opened and and I'm so happy to welcome you to that space. I have learned through my training and journeys and that we heal and thrive optimally when we do so in community. I've really missed community during these COVID years. And I'm just so happy to welcome all of you there. We are unfolding gently into this space. In February, we will be hosting our first challenge. I'll be sharing more about that here in the next couple of weeks, so look for that. In the future, we will be hosting courses, live meditation, sound and breathwork sessions, and Qigong classes. And I'm hoping that Zena shows up and does some yoga for us. Um, and so it's a place for us to really, a safe place for us to explore the idea of creating the lives we want to live and to heal, to heal from life. Life can be tough in so many ways, on so many levels. Now, the word mangata. I thought I'd just share that for a few seconds. The word mangata is a Swedish word that actually has deep meaning for me. It means a reflection of the full moon on water. And if you can envision for a second what that looks like, the moon's reflection creates a path which leads from the water into the moon itself. And the moon oftentimes symbolizes our shadow self, the side we can't see. And instead of being afraid of that shadow self, which many think of as evil or wicked, it's the deep, dark, hidden side of ourselves. Well, if we shine a light on it, it's no longer hidden and we can actually see what's there. So as we take our inner journeys to live vibrantly, we have to face our shadow. We have to reprogram it, heal it and transform it. And that all starts by illuminating it and to see what's there and what we're working with. And finally, on this list of new beginnings is my new book, Thrive. It released just this week, and it's been really exciting to see all of your responses to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, For reading Thrive and embracing it so fully, it's truly my greatest wish that this book brings you insights on how you want to craft and create your life to live your best life ever and to create your life as a beautiful practice and expression of who you are. The link to the book is below in the show notes, and you can find it everywhere. Also in the show notes are the links to mangata.org. Please keep checking back with us. And of course, I'll be mentioning things that are coming up at the center. One day, I hope to have a brick and mortar center. But now look, we can all meet in this space all together, anytime, any day, no matter where we are in the world. And that is a very special thing. I'm so glad you're here. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon, like hopefully next week. So go forth and be marvelous. And may you travel gently till we meet again. Until soon. Bye-bye.